0: This man's been sensational for us right throughout the spring. Thanks to Winning Edge Investments, you can start betting like a professional. Chances are you're about to lose. Dean Evans, Dano, good morning to you, mate. It doesn't get any better for us racing fans.
1: Yeah, good morning, Gareth. And um, yeah, this is is, uh, undoubtedly one of the best days of the year, derby day. Three group ones. We've got the Golden Eagle Anagiga, and a Giga Kick in Rose Hill. Uh, you know, all the best horses are, are on show here and um, some, some massive fields and some, you know, plenty of value and plenty of different opinions.
0: It's Macca's Day every day for us here on, on Giddy Up, especially with the new McCrispy, but I think it'll be Macca's Day tomorrow. It'll be remembered as J Mac's day. I I've I'm thinking that J Mac could just have a dead set fill up there tomorrow. He I've got him winning close to, I like, I think he can win six or seven races tomorrow, Dino. Yeah, know.
1: he's um, he definitely got the best book of rides, um, and, you know, he's starting to hit some form now. Yeah. After um, a uh, the William Cox Cops Plate winner, I thought he was a little bit slow early in the spring, but he's, he's definitely starting to come right now, and he's obviously, he's dominated the day before. Um We've seen him ride to four or five winners on uh, on the big days before here at Flemington. He rides the track very well, so um, so yeah, I can see him doing it again tomorrow.
0: Today's wagering update brought to you by Bet Three Six Five, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Let's have a look at the group ones at Flemington. We'll start off with the Coolmore and Shinzo's at 5 and 2 dollars He's had good support the last 24 hours, this Galloper. Chris Waller made Shinzo his best for the week. Now that's some push from the master trainer. Cylinders at $4.40. Don Corleone's at a big price, but Mickey Gannon gave him a push yesterday. He's at $61. V8 coming back from a Caulfield guineas at $19. Kings Gambit at $8.50. Stipati also coming back from a guineas at $12.00. Snapbacks at a big price. Arkansas Kid at $41. I'm Unstoppable at $11. Osmosis at $13. And then we go down to the Phillies. Tis Invincible, 17 And Strad and Angel at $10. So the Golden Slipper form leads the market with Cylinder and Shinzo here, Dino. How do you read this this year's Coolmore?
1: Yeah, look, it's a, it's a great race. And like you say, we've got horses coming from all sorts of different form lines, At all the top form lines, you've got runners of- Coming out of the Everest, um, coming out of the, the Golden Rose, um, and then we've um, even got three, and it's been a while, I think, since we've had them, but three coming out of the Courtfield Guineas from the mile back to 1200, which the mile back to 1200, to me, is often uh, you know one of the best betting propositions. there um, so many horses win big races, horses like Trapeze Artists doing that. The other thing is they usually do it off a, a four week break, the um, three week break. Uh, you know the short of the break when you try and go from miles to all hundred is not quite as ideal. Um I think those mile horses just they don't quite have the favours in this race, but it's usually a good uh it's usually a good pointer. Um you know the top two in terms of the the, the ones coming out of the Everest do look um the class horses. Shinzo, uh you know, has only beaten three point nine length in the Everest. Time affairs has beaten five point four length in the Everest uh, also, running ninth, and then bolded them to win this race a couple of years ago by three lengths. The Shinzo profile is very similar same trainer, jockey, owner. Uh, and Cylinder, obviously, we over very well, around second on the Clipper, it was fifth in the Everest, um, and it is certainly in the race. Um, they're, they're starting to get back now, you know, Shinzo's into sort of $5, $56, Cylinder's into $4.60. Um, there's a couple of value here that I quite liked um, down the bottom. Tis Invincible, sort of $17, $18. She was just very, very impressive. You know, we followed her. All the way through in her first three runs as prep. Um, she did nothing wrong and, and uh, you know, when the Rosebud, the Furious, and the T Rose is very impressive. Karen Martha was saying she could be the best three year old um, in the country. And then in the flight, she was just caught sort of wide, no cover. Um, and she's stuck on, beating 2.9 lengths. She to 1,200 here after a 35 day break. Um, and I'm surprised, uh, I'm surprised that sort of $17, $18 available about this. Facility. She's very, very good. Uh, I think she's a big chance. Um, the other really big odds that I, uh, I think uh, you know um, been missed by the market is, is Nadal. It uh, was impressive when he was made in first up. Um, he ran some big numbers, plus 10.1 for the last 600 meters. Then so it was probably the run of the race in the run to the Rose. Um, still under one, but but Nadal again outpointed them uh, with the sectionals was plus 7.2 last uh, 400 and a plus 5.5 last 600, which was um, outpointing still under there. And then I think in the Golden Rose, it just didn't quite run. Though the 1,400. Um, horses coming off the Golden Rose straight into the Cool have won four of the last 12 years. From only 25 runners, it's actually the best profiled race to come out of to win this race. Um, and so I thought Mabal was a big price. And the other one, there's uh, a big price, and was also with Norabia, who again, is sticking the sand in the, in the and the Run of the Rose. I'm very unlucky in the Golden Rose, around six, got held up most of the way. Um, and again, I'm a, a big fan of them coming from the Golden Rose. Um, and then this race, it's got a very, very good record. So although I think Shinzo and Philander are the ones to beat, I'm quite keen on, on back in to the and the at the gods for a really decent Yeah,
0: We had Will Bourne on Giddy-Ups Wednesday to base, and he indicated that the probably got the X factor in that stable at the moment, Kira Maher and David Eustace, because of those sectionals and what, the, the sectionals he can produce towards the back end of his races, especially over those shorter trips, as you just explained. So he could be the player to price there, Nadal, if you like a ruffy there in the Coolmore. Let's have a look at the other feature three-year-old event there at Flemington. It's the classic, and it is, of course, the VRC Derby. Apule is on the backup again. Three weeks on the trot, $4.20 with Bet365. Verdad at $9.00. Riff Rockets, the solid favourite at $2.20. And then we go down to Sunsets, who defeated Riff Rocket in the Classic at Caulfield the other day at $13. And then big prices for the rest. Can you take $2.20 about Riff Rocket, Dan? Oh, I asked Chris Waller yesterday on Giddy Up. I said, Chris, um, do you think he'll get a strong 2,500 metres? What's your gut feel? And he believes that he will. I think that's the big question, Mark. If you think he will get the trip, then just back him. Um, because that two dollars twenty might represent some value.
2: Yeah,
1: look I sort of I went through the, the profiling obviously
0: of the Derby the last twelve
1: years, picked up or six up of one nine of the twelve, they're usually coming off a run of the bars or the, the Norman Robertson. Um, you know, they've usually won two or three races. Inside barriers one to seven of that nine winners. Um, and usually over 60k prize money and over 10k average prize money for starting start and Riff Rocket ticked just about every box so I was trying to find some way to, to not like him at that price yeah. um, and really it's only coming down to the price now I think he's, he's very impressive winning the was superimposed. he was sort of second beat in the nose and the sprint home off a really, really slow speed in the Norman Robinson he's clearly the one to beat with J-Mac on I think it just can be really tight in a 5-4 about a horse in a, in a 2,500 metre uh, a derby for three year and and for me, um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna bet around them but only on that on that premise. I think Aquila is obviously the one to beat, but, but I haven't seen a horse race three weeks in a row into a derby and um you know either means he's super fit or, you know, you might get a bit tired at the end of the twenty five hundred and he's been up for quite a while. Um so, you know, I'm, I'm probably without a huge amount of confidence that air assault sort of won the Hill states by three point four length and led the VARs um on a decent speed and I thought it, he stuck on well for third there and even though he sort of was going backwards um at the top of the straight, he then actually started coming back and was actually making ground at the end on sort of um on a peeler. So uh so I think Erisold will actually get the twenty five hundred. Um sets obviously hit the line really strongly with the fourth and the superimpose and then won the Norman Robinson in a springtime against rift rocket uh, and gold bullion for the one over 1800 I and mean, flopped in the Norman Robinson, was vetted beforehand, and so maybe could bounce back. So, look, Riff Rocket absolutely the one to beat. And if you're super confident, we will run the 2500 and back him. But for me, I think just the way the race shapes up, I think backing sort of uh, air assault, gold bullion, and sunset that really begots. Um gives you a d- good chance of, again, a big collect.
0: So, air assault, you can get $17 gold bullion. He's currently at $29. And then you go down to Sunsets, who's at $13. So some value there, but um, I think we both agree there that the the horse definitely to beat is riff rocket there for Chris Waller and James McDonald. And uh, the final of the group ones there at Flemington, mate, is the Empire Rose. Alcohol Free is one of the most fascinating runners of the day for mine. This is the mare that was purchased for just over $10 million by Yearlong Farm in England at a horse sale there. She was the, the second highest galloper um purchased there at a sale in the uk so she just went for just over 10 million dollars she hasn't said the world on fire set the world on fire since arriving in australia but i thought her run the invitation was better and then they floated her down to melbourne she's on the quick backup she gets to 1600 on a big spacious track and she's into six dollars now with bet 365 she's been a touch easy the last 24 hours but she had some good backing earlier on in the week Princess Grace at six fifty. dollars Hope in Your Heart at 7 A Tissue's at $5.00. She's been the best backed in the last 24 hours. And she'll be the favourite at the moment. Then Wishlaw Lass on the quick backup. She's at $10.00. More Secrets. Wayne Hawks gave her a really good push on the means test there on Monday. And she's at $19.00 here, Dino. Yeah, look, it's, it's an interesting race,
1: this. Last 12 years of profile, and they can run from sort of win from third up to sixth up they can win off a seven to 28 day break at any age range. Um, it's probably the couple of most interesting factors about this race seven of the 12 winners have won at double figure odds between 11 to 40, 40 to 1 uh SP. So it's a roughies race. And the other thing, um, that's really remarkable about this race is 11 of the 12 last 12 winners have been between barriers 8 and 13. Um, the inside gates, uh, you know, over the mile at Flemington. In this particular race, with um, such, which always has such a big field and a competitive field, I think um, the horses sort of stuck on the fence, just struggle to get a run through, don't really, mm. you know, blend into the race over the mile, um, and and that's a really, uh, you know, really big factor in terms of fighting the winner of this race, just the way the race shape works, because it's a race over a mile. So, um, so I'm I'm always looking for a runner that's drawn wide and is sort of going to blend into the race of horses that lead. Um, and sort of win over the Caulfield and they and were leading to this race, and usually uh, don't actually win the big one here. Um, I do like a tissue. Uh, she ran fifth in this race last year, beaten two lengths. She's going much better now. The second espionage and the Golden Pendant, she ran similar late sectionals, and she was wide no cover the King Charles. The one looks much better, uh, was much better than what looks in the form. Um, she is the one to beat. Uh, I thought might get a bit of a better price than that. Case. She ran second last in the King Charles, but um, the market has found her. She is the one to beat, I think. Uh, the whole thing mentioned more secrets. Ran third in the queen of the turf. Group one last prep at the gods. She ran the quickest late section within the Ankhs last start, went third. Uh, I wish she'd drawn wider, but she can certainly win. Um, hinged, has been sold prep, not flying, but you know has the right train of jockey draw and, and map. The Boonk has come off the air for the first time in a long time, and uh, she had a, a true triv- uh, triv- relation a couple of starts ago. Um, and the often can bounce back and improve off that. and then. I think 1900 is probably a bit too far for her last start in the hill, but, but she can sort of bounce back. And and then there's course like Life Lessons, Linda Woman and, and Barbie's Fox, who are all, they're just all racing really well in good form. Um, and they're drawn wide and they're the type of horses that blend into the race. So, again, given this is a race where, you know, runners at big odds um, have a really good record and, um, and and outside barriers are quite suited, I'm, I'm probably going to go a bit wide in this race too, Garrett. And, and although, you know, tissue is definitely, clearly the one to beat, I think um, you know, there's horses like Hinge and More Secrets and Life Lessons, the 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 and they're all sort of 20 to 30 to 1 um, and you could get, again, a, a really big collect in a race with a, a historical profile and kind of suits.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's always an interesting race, there's a few chances there I'm, I'm with you, I, I agree, Tish is definitely the horse to beat but um, there's some, and Chris will even mention, I'm glad you mentioned Hinge because if she turns up at her best she's a better horse than all of them but that's the question mark um, whether she can do that or not so it's always a it's an interesting race uh, the empire rose it's a deep field once again a competitive race what is it 5 or 6 dollars the field now we bet 365 736 to join our conversation let's have a look at rose hill looking at the weather forecast they're expecting rain today and one to fifteen millimeters tomorrow on race day here. So, how do you think this track will play, or what range will be will we be trying to work with there tomorrow, Dean? In your eyes?
1: Uh, yeah, it's tricky. Um, I'm a little bit better at picking horses than weather. I yeah. can tell um, <laughs> you. It's tough going. You know, my uh, my phone's telling me anywhere between one and fifteen millimeters tomorrow. Yeah. um with high winds um and uh and you know this sort of the shower developing at the moment they haven't come through here but um you know possibly zero to three millimeters there's been a whole heap of uh, wind as well tomorrow so um it's a, it's a tricky one it's going to be a sort of race by race proposition i think in terms yeah. of when it comes and how bad it is but um uh you know it, it certainly favors and doesn't favor some horses and both the golden eagle and the um uh, and the giga kick and, and there's only one horse in the giga kick that I'm quite keen that the rain's come down for that uh, I've been hoping the rain would come down for for quite a long time in um, and, and Bellingham at the team so um, you know yep. that, that's going to be a, a bet for sure I think now that she's finally got to attract us and give uh, giving it
0: So who wins the, the Golden Eagle A 50440 Tricia unfortunately has been scratched Pericles at 13 Golden Mile at 34 Kovalika at $10 Ozopenko at 11. So Blinkers go on both those horses for Waller. Then we go down to the horses also in the market. Ombera Buramai at $11, the Japanese Galloper. And Amelia's Jewels into 380 Legato $750. i would be concerned if there's rain around for Amelia's Jewels. Simon Miller's been on the record saying that she doesn't really, well, at home she hasn't really appreciated some giving the ground. So she's probably for mine at rock bottom at a rock-bottom price now at 3.80. How do you assess this year's Golden Eagle?
1: Yeah, I think the, the range really kind a bit of a spanner in the work. And I think, um, you know, there were people who were very keen on, on the Hawaii Five O and on form. You know, that run in the average was huge on the day that on speed and fence was favoured and she was sort of wide and, uh, and didn't get cover for a lot of it until only beaten 2.4 length. So, um, but the interesting thing about this race, all, all of the four winners have come off a group one mile, you know, off either an Epsom handicap run or a two-rack handicap run. And I think with the rain, it's just going to make it even harder uh, for a horse coming up a 1,200 metre run to, to win. So I think, you know, Hawaii 5 is a question mark. and I think so does Millia Jewel, as you've said, on the wet track. So the two I'm keen on, I think, you know, Koba Lika, a group one derby winner, um, and, and Colette One, with race coming up a, a, an Oaks win beat second beat in the nose, and some handicap in charge times the fifth and the King's Isles, and the, the Cricket Plate section was that race. Uh, Drawing wide, but the first time, it, you know, if the track's wet, um, that might not be as bad as it usually is at Roseville, um, and, and ticks just all the other boxes for the winner of this race. So I'm quite keen on Kovalika and, and Ossipenko. The other one was really strong. We've made plenty of group one places in the corporate of Guineas and the Kobe Diva. Uh, Drawing the middle of the field handles the wet and probably gives us a big shake. And, uh, and the other one who... Um, I'm just warming to now I think because the track's wet and comes from you know, New Zealand and did win on some bog heavy tracks in New Zealand its first couple of starts is Legarfo one of the Australians in, even again um, I thought you know, initially she might be, get too far back for this race but now if the track in the be is wet and you can put a pen through you know, potentially Hawaii 5-0 and Amelia Jewel then, then probably Legarfo is the only one who comes into the race
0: Alright mate can't wait for tomorrow you found a bit of value for us there across the the feature races so um yep bring on super saturday three group ones there at flemington to kick off the famous four-day carnival and then we've got the golden eagle and also the giga kick there where we see some of the well, the best sprinter arguably anyway in this country and think about it taking on his stable mate and private eye and a and a girl that loves a little bit of giving the ground in bella Nipotina, who was i had to watch that replay again she was mighty there in that Sydney Stakes. Thanks for your time, mate. Um, enjoy tomorrow and back plenty of winners.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Gareth, And, uh, same to you.
0: Um, and just quickly, the best, and we keep on saying this, the, the, the best winner that you can back head to winning edge investments, go to the membership page, sign up for a membership, especially at this time of the year, you type in SEN, you get a lifetime 50% discount off a membership for, um, the rest of your life. So you can't beat that value there. Dino.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's been great having uh, so many of your listeners on board and, and we've had a huge spring and now we're coming into the, the biggest week of the year.
0: All right, mate, we'll go and get him. Thanks for that, Dean. I appreciate your time. Cheers, Gareth. So there's Dean Evans there, winningedgeinvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional punters throughout the spring racing carnival. Chances are you're about to lose. Geez, the Lindsay Park team are on fire at the moment. J.D. Hayes, Will Hayes and Benny Hayes can take a bow. They're just training their horses to perfection, to the minute. They were so unlucky in a way not to win a, a Cox Plate and they've got a big chance in this classic tomorrow afternoon at Flemington when they'll saddle up the second favourite in Apulia, who was a very good winner in last Saturday's Vars. J D Hayes joins us. G'day, JD. Good Morning, Gary. Thank you for having me. This horse is backing up as good as you. Three weeks on the trot. Can he do it and win a derby off that preparation?
3: Well, they say you have to be fit to win a derby, yes. and he's probably the fittest horse in Australia. Yes. So he's a big, strong colt that's handled it, and uh, he was just counting up big track of Flemington before and bouncing out of his skin. So very much looking forward to tomorrow.
0: Was that always the plan for this son of Fiorenti, to, to, to give him three runs before a – or three – to have his – I'll start again – to go three weeks on the trot there into the derby?
3: Uh, no, it wasn't. It, um, our plan sort of got, this is plan B when he got himself scratched at the barriers that one Sunday at Flemington there, and yep. then we had to go five weeks into a, into a race where Riff Rocket was so dominant, and we were out the back and pulling, and he just wasn't getting his craft right, and it was just a bit fresh and well in himself, so this has reverted to plan B, and at the moment, it seems like it's working.
0: Beautiful barrier three. Where do you see him landing there with Mark Sarra aboard?
3: Uh, we'll keep it pretty simple. We'll leave it yep. to Marky's. He can do no wrong at the moment. So I can imagine him settling in the in the forward half, but just wherever he's relaxed and rhythm breathing.
0: Can you beat this favourite?
3: I think so, but I'm I'm horrendously biased.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, but um, I know you believe in your heart, though, don't you? You, you think you can turn up and take on Riff Rocket, and how do you beat him? Do you have to get going a little early just to make him stay?
3: Uh, I I think um, that's our attribute being by Fiorente out of a high shaft mare. He'll, he'll yeah. love the 2,500. So uh, if it's a true staying contest, I think we'll be there fighting the finish.
0: What can you tell us about this filly by Lonro Ursa that's had a few runs now? She meets a pretty handy field in the Carbine Club Stakes. She gets an inside gate. Your thoughts about her chances?
3: Uh, very happy to get the inside gate. And uh, she has to improve to beat a field like that. But uh, she's trending the right way. And, She's on a potential 1,000 guineas path if she's able to perform on Saturday. So it is in the deep end, but um, sometimes you have to throw them in there to see if they sink or swim, and gut feel is she will swim at a bit of value.
0: Can we have something each way first up on Crosshaven in the rising fast stakes?
3: Uh, It'd be a big ask first up down the straight. This is more just like a a third trial, just uh, give him a good blowout and he'll be ready 1,400.
0: What about Arkansas kid? Ollie gave him a peach there the other day at Caulfield. This is tougher, but he gets probably a nice barrier down the straight there in the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Can he win this big group one?
3: Yes, he had a birthday last start. Beautiful ride from Ollie. Um, He's not out of it. We think he's a high-quality horse, and uh, he does need to find a couple lengths to match the likes of Cylinder, but he has been one at home that we thought is of the top quality. So he gets his opportunity in the deep end here. Um, he'll finish within, he'll be within striking distance. And if you want to see him having money on a big odds, he'll give you something to yell at at about
0: the 200. I love that then. The Empire Rose Stakes, we just had our form guru on a Friday on Giddy Up, Dean Evans, suggest that wide barriers aren't too bad. In fact, it's better to be drawn out wide in Empire Rose. So well, that's what history tells us anyway. And Barbie's Fox has got that outside gate. But, gee, she's flying at the moment, J.D.,
3: you don't mess with a, fo- a mare in form, and she certainly is. So um, I'm glad to hear that you say that wide barriers have traditionally aren't too bad near Pyros because we couldn't get any wider. So
0: yeah.
3: um, she's probably going to have to take her medicine, and um, she's got a real short, sharp sprint on her, so uh, produced at the right time. She could be the one closing late if they go fast.
0: Did you see the footage of David Taggart on Giddy Up? on Not Giddy Up, on SEN track and on a Saturday afternoon at Caulfield? He had Barbie's Fox as his special to defeat Wishful at And he was basically home and hosed at the, the furlong and he was crying, Don't take the tags on, don't take the tags on. And then, um, would you believe he jinxed your mare?
3: Yeah, I thought something must have happened at the 200 when it just <laughs> it looked like she was going to win by length, but someone <laughs> around, around the country had to have said something to hit her between the eyes and
2: yeah. get
3: beat. It looked like she was going to absolutely storm past, but. Wishall last had the lead, and we had to come from last. She just blew out late, but she's a she's a very tough mare who's done well since that run.
0: And here, the shocks had a, shock a good each way price, and the Damien Oliver he's done nothing really wrong this preparation either.
3: No, like him, like him at that distance too. Um, I feel like he's going really, really well, and if he's able to compete well here, he's probably on a Rupert Clark path.
0: Are we having a bet tomorrow, mate?
3: Uh, I'm having a small each way, Ursa. Yes. Um I'm just I'm just praying in the Derby. Yep. And I haven't all to try here the shock too.
0: All right then. So bookends. Race one number seven, race nine, number ten, and we'll pray for a here there in at the Derby. Anything before Derby Day, you've got runners tonight at the Valley, you've got a few at Kilmore today. You've got a few in the market at Kilmore as well. And then um we've got Mornington Sunday, but and you've even got a runner at uh, Wagga today released the brakes going around in the fourth race. So what can you can you help us build a bank before Derby Day, mate?
3: I'd love to give uh, the punters a steer to build the bank, but I've honestly I think just save it for each radio, So I think it's tremendous value.
0: That's all we needed to know, J D. You're a great man. Good luck over the weekend, mate. Thanks for that.
3: Thank you for having me,
0: It's The co-host of the Sydney Set each and every Saturday morning on eleven seventy with Mickey Gannon from seven am. You can listen to the Sydney Set as well on the SEN app. Hello to you, Nicholas. Did you find your suit or did someone send your suits across from well, Sydney? Well, uh,
4: Mr. Gannon, one of his uh, work colleagues at the great tip-off, uh, the great Damo, um, he uh, got a, a visit from my father-in-law yesterday afternoon who dropped off uh, my suits and He's, uh, he's going to hightail them down here to me. So I'll pick him up from him tomorrow morning after the, uh, after the Sydney set.
0: Brilliant stuff, mate. Let's get stuck into this preview for the group one. So who wins the Coolmore with Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand? What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The horses that finished first and second in the slipper have started to be well back now for the Coolmore. Shinzo's into, what, um, he's into $5.50 now in the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Cylinder at $4.40. King's Gambit, $8.50. The other horse under double figures. We go down to Stretton Angel, the filly, at $9. Who wins this year's Coolmore?
4: I've got two bets for you here. It's a fascinating race. It's going to be one of the races of the carnival. I like the way they took a sit on King's Gambit last start. I'm a little bit worried about barrier two for him. The information that we've got is that off-rail in the straight races will be the place to be, particularly if that southerly wind kicks up to the 30 kilometres an hour as it's expected to do. Uh, He went down the straight first up. You might remember he was over racing, pulling his head off, and uh, ended up finishing third as a heavily-backed favourite. Went back to Sydney, won the Roman Consul, when ridden with a sit. I think Zara will be nice and patient on him. And the other one in the race is I Am Unstoppable for uh, Lloyd Kennewell and Lucy Yellman, who uh, hasn't won yet this preparation, but he's got a sharp turn of foot. I just think from barrier 12, Blake Sheen's going to have plenty of options. You'll find a bum in the run, and he might be the horse that launches late in the piece,
0: G. Interesting with King's Gambit. I think you need to watch him in the yard, especially on such a big day if the wind is up Mm. and the big crowd, because he's a bit like you, Nick. He gets excited, and he's a little bit uncontrollable and at times. I'm sure he'll go
4: to the barrier with his suit on, though, so yes. that's one start that he's <laughs> got ahead of me. But, yeah, you're right. He's an excitable colt. We've yeah. all been there at some point in our life. Uh, <laughs> if he if he turns up on his best behaviour, though, it will be very hard to beat, Gareth. But it's such a wide-open race, yeah. and it be good to see Shinzo get back in the winner's circle because we know he's got above-average ability. Not much has gone right this preparation.
0: Can you take $2.20 about Riff Rocket in a derby?
4: I, I'm really struggling to understand if he's value or not. And I, I do markets myself. I could have him and He produced the best 400 last 400 metres of the day when he won the Super Impose. I think he had some excuses for not winning last start as a thirty favourite. Uh, but I'm just worried he doesn't have a solid foundation for 2,500 metres. If I was a rival jockey in this race, Gareth, I'd be riding, I'd be looking at getting the tapes out of Brenton Avdala on the Squiddy Spirit, yep. and i would be saying, I need to go out and make this a true test. The one I've backed each way, number three, Air sold around that $17, $18 mark. Oh, I was at the Valley last weekend for Cox Plate Day. He's a big raw horse. He's got a bit of that Zabil blood in him, and he didn't look particularly comfortable around the tight turns of the Valley. He finished third to Apulia. Apulia was on the seven-day backup there. Now he's on the seven-day backup. I reckon if Benny Allen spins the decks and goes to the front early doors in this race and makes it a true test, he might be able to get this favorite off the bit and chasing from a long way out. And I reckon he might get a few others as well in that position.
0: Yeah. He kept on coming, didn't he there last Saturday even past the line. He looked like he'd just eat up 2,500 meters. I love that. We need a daring ride in a derby. What about the Empire Rose? A tissues had good backing now. She's the favorite into $4.60 even in the last 10 minutes or so. Alcohol free six dollars, well, that- Princess Grace six fifty, hope in your heart. We always need hope in our heart, seven dollars <sighs> fifty. And then we go down to life lessons at sixteen and Wish Law Lass, the Warnable Star, is at eleven dollars on the quick backup nick.
4: Putting a pace in this race, Gareth, you're going to need, I think, probably a 2,000-meter horse to be competitive here. It's a bit like the, the old rule for a Doncaster mile in Sydney. You're, you're probably going to need to get a very strong mile to win this. And the tissue, she was so good in the Flemington Carnival last year. She won the Matriarch Stakes over 2,000 meters on the last, day of the Carnival 12 months ago, and she ran a really good rating in that race. Uh, not much went right last time. I thought she was very good two starts to go behind the Flying Espiona, her stable mate. For mine, J Mac on barrier eight gets options. He'll camp sort of back from midfield and she'll be steaming to the line late. The one who's silly odds that around the 33 to 1 mark is the six Foxy Frieda. I mean, she wasn't bad last start uh, in the Lady Day Vars behind Wishlaw last. She went into that race with a month between runs. Uh, Wishlaw last in this event here is what about nine or ten bucks or something, eleven dollars. I can't understand why Foxy Freed is $34. And I want to make the point that third up from the spell is when she usually hits her straps. Uh, she won a stakes race third up over a mile last preparation. And she's three from seven at, at uh, Flemington. She loves the big open spaces there. So I think she's a good each-way gamble for the day.
0: Who wins the Golden Eagle? What do you think this track will do with a little bit of rain around?
4: Yeah, I think we'll be playing off-fence up there in Sydney for the Golden Eagle. A fascinating contest. I just think you've always got to respect the master, Chris Waller, when he's at home. Uh, he's got two horses in this event that really stand out for mine, Kova and Osipenko. Osipenko won't want it too wet, but he's a Rose Hill specialist. He hasn't missed a place. He, well, he's missed a place once in four runs, including two victories. And that unplaced effort was a 1.3 length of feet behind Animo, who dead set give this field windburn. league has had no luck or preparation through uh, terrible race shapes for his racing pattern. He will get back, but I'm buoyed by the fact that the track information we've had coming through in the last 24 hours is telling us it'll be an off-rail day at Rose Hill on Saturday. So it might play into the hands for a horse like Kovalika, who yes. probably is a bit of the forgotten horse at double figures, G. He was, uh, you know, being touted as a potential Cox Plate horse this spring. And nothing's really gone right, but I reckon it might do on Saturday. And we saw a few years ago Kermadec win the Golden Eagle, wearing the exact same pair of silks for Chris Waller.
0: Now, just quickly, got about 20 seconds. What Nath wants to know, what did old mate put the $100 bet on?
4: Uh, he hasn't given it to me yet. Okay. No, no. So he's, he's, he's obviously doing his form hard. Yep. He might jump into a split quaddy,
0: mate. Jules Valence, your great mate, will be joining Miles Fitzner with um, Fitzy's form lounge today. So looking forward to that. 12 oh, he's to a good 1. Man, Jules, he is a good man. So we love Jules. And don't forget, you've still got that deal with the beaten favourite. Tell us about that for, yep. uh, for Cup Week. He- yeah, we
4: cut it off tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., so it's $100 for Cut week, all four days. If we don't send you home in profit, we refund your Beautiful. money in full. So that'll be available until 8 a.m. tomorrow, Gareth. Go to beatenfavorite.com and uh, it'll come up there on the, on the homepage.
0: You're a good man. That's what kind of man you are. Um, you just like, you're accountable, and if you don't win, you give us our money back. That's why we love you, please have a wonderful week, mate. Mitchy Lewis has seen them beautifully of late, and he joins us now to go through his best at Flemington and Morphinville. Hello, Mitchie. Good morning, Gareth. What are we doing at Flemington, first of all, mate?
2: Three best bets at Flemington, and we're hoping J-Max is going to have a big day because he's riding all three tips. So first one of my best bets, race four, number five, triple missile. Second up today, I thought the first up run was really good in a group two behind Star Patrol. That should be a pretty strong form line down in grade here today. Has a super second up record, five starts, second up, one, two of those and placed in another two. So... I'm expecting him to improve off that first up run, and this is slightly easier. So I reckon he is a very good chance in race four.
0: Yes. What else have you
2: got? Uh, Race six, number one, Shinzo. I'm keen on him in the cool moor. To me, he looks like a type that's really going to appreciate the Flemington straight. He looks like he needs a bit of room to get into his work. So the Everest has proved to be a pretty strong form line for this race over the last couple of years. So I'm banking on that. Third up is when he started to produce his best last prepping, which... Uh, ended up in that golden rose win or slipper win, I should say, sorry. So third or fourth up, he's third up here today. I'm expecting him to peak and he was pretty good value, but there was a bit of money this morning, wasn't there? So that is encouraging.
0: So Shinzo there in the final of your specials?
2: Race nine, number five, Tamerlane. I thought his win here last start at Flemington was super. He went to the front, he controlled the tempo of the race and slowed it right up and then took off late. I think he gets the opportunity to do that from Barrier 1 here again today. He runs up to the figure he produced. I think he'll be beating this field.
0: All right, mate. What about quickly in Adelaide tomorrow at Morpheville?
2: Yep, I'll just get that up for you, Gareth. I can tell you the first one comes in race five. Number two, Sharippa. So there's not a lot of meat on the bone, but this is a pretty handy horse, Sharippa. I'm expecting him to improve second up. He's got a super second up record. He's won two out of three um i was against him first up i thought he'd improve so that's what he gets today his only threat is bristler um but i think they're the quinella exacto bet though two. okay any other um, specials for us there mate race nine number 10 party princess in the feature yep. she's been running around over in victoria in some stronger races behind amelia's jewel and wishlaw last i think she'll find this slightly easier the 1800 meters definitely suits her um and she's a listed winner here at Morphettville. so I think she looks well-placed in that feature race. And then race 10, number four, Kentucky Casanova, has been trialling really well. He comes into this first up, and he's a winner here at Morfordville one two out of three first up. Uh, there's a lack of speed in the race, so I think from that wider barrier, he'll put himself in a good position with Jake Toro on top.
0: Good on you, Mitchie. Keep on dominating, mate. Thanks for that. Thanks, mate. Have a good day. There's... Good luck, punters. Ray Hickson joins us. Ray, it's a beauty of a golden eagle. Can't wait for this contest tomorrow.
5: Yeah, Gareth, it's going to be quite a fascinating race, and look, what happens in the next 24 hours or so with the the weather might well have uh, a little bit of a say. I think we're not expecting a lot of rain or anything like that, but I think if we get a couple of mils, it might just even track out. I think a lot of people, when they deal with Rose Hill on a good four rail true, expecting horses close to the fence and up on the pace to be getting the... Uh, getting a little bit of an advantage. But if we can just even that track out with a little bit of rain, um, it, it, I think that'll make the Golden Eagle, Eagle even more fascinating because it brings horses like Kovalika uh, right into the picture. Unfortunately, we've lost Redina this morning from yep. the field, so we're down to 18.
0: What are we doing with your specials at Rose Hill tomorrow then, mate? Race five, number
5: five, overriding, uh, Gareth. Uh, I think she's pretty easy to find. She was excellent first up behind Kazoo and Commemorative. Where she was just a little slow away which is not like her so i would expected her to, to jump okay this time and put herself right on the back of the speed and this is a, nathan Dawes picked out a perfect race for her i think she can win race five uh my golden eagle tip will be a legato number 18 race eight number 18 i i just don't know how good this mare is she's won seven of nine and and you could argue her other two she probably should have mm-hmm. won as well so um She's as good as she looks. I know you've seen her in Melbourne winning the Australian Guineas um, with a a great late burst. I think she'll be hard to beat in a wide-open Golden Eagle. And the other one I like, uh, Gareth, is race 10, uh, number nine, Jedi Beal. I thought she was outstanding behind Dashing Legend at Randwick a couple of weeks ago. She raced wide, loomed up to win the race, and the effort just... He raced wide, I should say, and the effort just told uh, late. gets barrier one this time around, it has good form around the favourite, meeting that horse a little bit better at the weights for a race where he got very close uh, from an impossible position. So I think he's a little bit over the odds, race 10 at number 9. So that's the way I see uh, Rose at this stage, Gareth, in what is going to be a tricky day.
0: Good on you, Ray. Enjoy it. Thanks for that, mate. Thanks, mate. There's Ray Hicks and the Sydney Everest carnival kicks off. Well, it kicked off on the 6th, of September, and it's been a brilliant nine weeks of world-class racing. and We're nearly coming towards the back end, but racing New South Wales would be over the moon with the quality of their spring racing carnival this year. And it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Dean Watling, hello to you, mate. Your specials at Rose Hill tomorrow. And as Ray pointed out, we're definitely on Weather Watch. Yeah, good morning, guys. We
6: are. I think it, it shouldn't be too bad. The track is in here, bone dry underneath. So any rain that we get, I'm guessing the, the track manager sort of they predicted it, so I think they'll be all across. In Evans. if anything, will probably be on a, a true good four rather than a, probably a good three. But shapes to be a cracking meeting both Sydney and Melbourne Rosehill, obviously rousing the true. expected to play pretty fair. I don't think there's any disadvantage to land forward of midfield. Um, but my first bet of the day comes up in race four, number two, Show High uh, mare that we've kept a close eye on. She's always shown talent. She's had a a fair while off the scene, but the two trials back this time in have been superb, and I love that she's had two trials because she's first up over the 1,200 metres, probably preferred 11, but the two trials offset that a touch. Um, she's got great tactical speed. She can go forward, she can go back, and most of all, she's got an electric turn of foot. So the bookies, are a little bit shy. They haven't put up the best odds for her, but I'm happy enough to take it. I think she might even drift and touch so If you haven't chimed in just yet, race four, number two, show high um, She'll be winning race four.
0: All right, then what else have you got, mate?
6: Yeah, we go to the, the last race today. I'm really keen on this horse. Race 10, number three, way up the stars. Always had a nice opinion on him, and I think Matt Smith's finally worked him out. The horse is dynamite fresh. He won first up this preparation, and then he was really, really credible last start, um, sitting on top of the speed with a big weight, running second behind the subsequent group two winning duel. Um, he's been given four weeks off and a freshen, which I love because his fresh record's superb. He had a little tick over trial, Nash on, gate three, tactical speed. And I often like backing horses that land up on speed in the last race. So he's my best bet of the day, race 10 at number three, way of the
0: stars. Good on you, Dino. Enjoy Melbourne, mate. The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for
4: Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining, and roadworks industries.
2: ozequipment.com.
0: Thanks to Waz Equipment Rentals and the the best pub in the Mallee, the Ultima Hotel, and of course for Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Mitchie Lewis at the Valley likes race five, number five, corner off. Race six, number three, KGB, and race seven, number six, Speedwell. He's seeing them beautifully at the Valley. So race five, number five, race six, number three, race seven, number six. Innocent moves. race five, number four. The play there for Mitchie Lewis at Kilmore today. We're going to play a couple there at Kilmore today in Victoria. We might play the driver's tip there for Cadolfo. It's only had the one start, was midfield. That's race four, horse number nine, and that is Pisanello. And we also might play one a little later on for Sam Friedman and Anthony Dismount. Jeez, it was impressive on Deboo already had some backing with Bet365. That's race six, horse number six. Luke likes a couple at Wagga. Race three, number one, looks sharpish. And Bobatov, race seven, number one. So race three, number one, race seven, number one. And then at Moree, race six, number one, ringside is his tip there. So that's the story there for Luke Overnessian at that meeting at Wagga and also at Moree today. As we go down the page. Gareth Orson hound for all of the equine essentials. Darren Carroll, I think he's at Manangatang as we speak. Swan Hill Cup tonight. Um, hello to you, Daz.
7: Morning, Gareth. Yeah, yeah. Great nights racing at Swan Hill tonight. Not far from the Aldermae Hotel, so yep. um, get along there tonight. And um, yeah, hopefully we will get a couple of winners.
0: What are we making um, favourite? Where do we go? Start with your specials.
7: Yep, I like uh, race three, number seven, business class. They uh, bet as much as three dollars twenty this morning, but it's in a lot shorter than that now. Um, but I just think it's the best horse in the race. Clearly the best horse in the race for me. Um, I like Swan Hill because it's a track that you can um, swoop late on. And I think just the patient drive here by James Herbertson, and this horse will just be too strong late. So race three, number seven, um, business class. will have four units on it. Um, it's $1.90 at the moment. So, yeah, might get out a little bit again later. Um, the other one I like is race nine, number nine, um, raised on leather. This is two dollars ten at the moment. Another one that he'll be swooping late was going to win last start at Yarra Valley, went hung in and and galloped um, turning for home. I think we we're on Gareth. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I just think same scenario here. Patient drive, low class race, best horse. Um, swoop home weight and be too good for them. So we have four units on it as well. so but really, um the cups, both the uh, Trotters and pacing cups are fantastic races tonight. It's actually not, so you know you've got um, huge depth in both races, and I don't have an outright selection in those races, but um you know you've got horses that are coming back from the South Australia, um, which was a high class race last week, um in the pacing cup, and then you've got the choice cup horses, like one overall in the faster metro the up-and-comer Keying Ignite. So, yeah, really, really good nights racing.
0: And you can't miss where's IGA saying Sonana Pacing Cup on Sunday, November 5. Do you have an opinion there? In the St. It's St. a ripper, cup. Gareth. Yeah. Um, Sanana, I,
7: I reckon there's probably only, wouldn't be any more than half a dozen trainers in that area at the moment. And yeah. I reckon they'll have the favourite in the, um, the Pacing Cup with Dennis McIntyre and Captain Pins. He'll be awfully hard to beat. I've got him ahead of Omno Punkum, but it will be a cracking race. And then the Trotters Cup, the local boys, uh, the McNotties, and they nice. know, had a party. And if their horse, Travel Bug, could get over the line, then look out. But I've got Victory Hill ahead of Travel Bug in the uh, Trotters Cup as well. But um, I love betting it snarted. So looking forward to that meeting and doing the form on that this morning. I like a few already.
0: We'll catch up with you tomorrow morning for Melton as well. So looking forward to that meeting, some handy paces around there. Good on you, mate. Yeah, some cracking. See, you, mate. There's, there's Darren Carroll. The Wears IGA saying Sanana Pacing Cup Sunday, November 5. Don't miss it out live and free on Trots Vision and Sky Racing. The dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Goulburn Race 8, number 3, Tarawai Rocky. Wagga Race 4, number 7, Rampani. And Wentworth Park Race 4, number 1, Puppeteer. Race 8, number 3, Race 4, number 7, Race 4, number 1. The dogs.com.au, the home of everything Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. And that is Bag of Tips. Thanks to Oz Equipment rental supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries, ozequipment.com. And also the best pub in the Mallee, the Ultima Hotel, and Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. I do have a special for you at Gloucester Park today. Um, I don't know what price they'll bet here. But um, I think you can have Al Capone, the place, that's race four, number one, into Sky Lou the place, race five, number one, both drawn nicely. They're taking on odds on favourites, but I think they can both run a drum there. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth, all with you. Always great to catch up with Jess Gowers from New Zealand Bloodstock. And Jess, it's all happening once again. And I don't know, what were you thinking then when you saw that photo finish with Mr Brightside and the Cox Plate?
8: Well, prior to the photo, morning Gareth, prior to the photo, I was standing on the couch actually like hollering uh, with delight, um, but uh, much like everybody else, including I think the people, apparently there were um, some banners that got um, shot into the air yes, and yes. they were in Mr. Brightside's colours. So we all made the same mistake and believed that Mr. Brightside had actually um, had one and in fact he hadn't. Little bit gutted for um, the, the haze boys and for ourselves, but um, congratulations to the to the Hong Kong warrior, romantic warrior. And it was a, it was a magnificent.
0: So I'm trying to work out how we can find a horse like a Mister Brightside at the upcoming Ready for Run sales there with New Zealand bloodstock. So surely there's another one out there for us.
8: Oh, absolutely! And look, as we've mentioned, it's coming up quite soon. I think three weeks, three and a half weeks until the Ready for Run sale. And um and we've got, we've had all these breeze ups up on our website for a while now and it's worth a look because not only did Mr. Brightside um sell or he was offered in the ready to run sale, but also Antino, mm-hmm. who's another very nice graduate of that sale, uh who came second uh recently in the Crystal Mile, just over the weekend, he was a twenty seven thousand dollar purchase from that sale too. So there is that sort of goes to show there's, there's real talent that comes from this sale and by all accounts, that the quality is strong, so you can hope to find another sharp and smart, or Antino, or Mr. Brightside, or Lucky Swainess or you know, Golden Sixty um, from this pool as well.
0: The list goes on, and Antino. And I, I found it interesting on your website. You mentioned it too last week that Antino and Mr. Brightside, their um, their furlong gallop times in the breeze ups ahead of their sales and it's not necessarily how quick they go at these these breeze ups but it's trying to make sure you run your eye over these these young two-year-olds and work out and try and which we're all trying to do and if we could do it and it was as easy as we thought it would be then would be um we wouldn't be here would we really would be somewhere um millionaires somewhere but you know you've got and Tina who was who has been like redwood's an underrated side for me in new Zealand and, um, he, he's been a bargain buy. He probably heads to the Five Diamonds up there in Sydney in his next start, and he'll be awfully hard to beat. And he quenella that race in the Crystal Mile. He's probably a little bit unlucky, Antino, but Prow West, the daughter of Prowseer, who was a little bit more expensive than Antino. For, I think she was 230000 at the Karaka 2021 sale. But geez, it was good to see her do what she did after and you've been all over this story after a setback at the start of the spring.
8: Yes, uh, she's, look, she's our golden girl. I mean, we all just fell in love with her when she won the Caracamillion three-year-old earlier in the year. That was when she had a real breakthrough. Um, she's a you know wonderful, well, she was Philly, now race mare, um, and she's in the care of Roger James and Robert Wellwood. Uh, they had big plans for the Cox Plate, and as it turned out, she ran on Cox Plate Day and won, but just not in the Cox Plate. Um, but there's plenty more to come uh, from her. Um, and so, you yeah, know, I think she's. we'll see her next in the championship, which is the 2,000-meter race on Champions Day. So not long to wait to see yep. her go around again. Um, and as you say, 230000 um purchased from Caracas, and, uh, and I you know, she's already well and truly paid for that. Um, and she has had a full sister, actually, born at Hallmark Stud.
2: Okay. Um,
8: yeah, also by uh, Paisi, out of um, Donna Marie. And uh, let's hope she also sees the inside of ourselves there at Caraca.
0: Yes, she'll be very, very popular. There's no doubt about mm. that. And the Golden Eagle is the richest race in this country from an owner's perspective. I know you've got the, well, the Everest is worth $20 million, but basically when you break it down, it's three and a half to the winner because it's $7 million to, to the winner, but then they've got to do do a deal you would imagine with the slot holder. Slot holder. So just say it's 50%. Um, there, so it's three and a half million. You get $5 million if you win a Golden Eagle. And um, I wish our win was successful in this race last year, but Legato, Kovalika, and Ozapinko, along with Ruthless Dame, are representing the Kiwis there from a breeding perspective in New Zealand bloodstock.
8: Well, that's not a bad roll of the dice, yes. is it? Having having those four in there representing us. Um, I think. Look, well, I'd love to think we have another good shot at it. We've got a good record in the race, as you say. I wish I Win Took it out last year, and um, there are some pretty decent names there. I mean, all of those horses that you listed have all won a big Group One races in Australia already. Um, Legato in Australia and New Zealand too. So there's a chance, there's a chance we could be in it again. I hope so. So uh, I'll be watching with interest in the big race. And the
0: can, yeah, I think that's, it's going to be one hell of a race there, the Eagle on Saturday. And can ladies man win New Zealand, another Melbourne Cup, for Alan Sharrock?
8: Well, he is also by Zed, who is the yes. sire of Very Elegant. So that would be very nice. Alan Sharrock having a crack at it. Um, he's got a great group of owners. Um he's there in Australia already, and it sounds like he's going to make the field. So he's currently, I think, sitting uh, 25th on the ranking, So it, it, according to most people, it means that he'll likely be in the way that it all shakes down. So, oh gosh, I, we've got a huge record in the Melbourne Cup, the Kiwis do. Um, and he's got the right breeding. so bring it on.
0: Yeah, I think you'll be winning. I'm uh, not winning the Melbourne Cup, but I think you'll be definitely... Um He'll be around the mark, and it's great to have a New Zealand representation in a, a Melbourne Cup. And ladies, man, I don't know if he's ladies, man, he's going around in that um, Archer there on Saturday.
8: No, he is. So yep. Sharrick said that he's going to give him a run anyway, but he's oh, okay. pleased that he doesn't need to necessarily win. Yep. and so they can just take he he like he wants to take the edge off him. Apparently, that's okay. the plan, and uh, so he can he can run and more settled in the cup. Yeah. Um, the sting out of him I think that was his term so yes yeah, um, oh, he knows what he's doing he does and uh, yeah let's hope the great race can come our way again
0: and Dean Yandel takes the ride there on Ladies Man um, and the Ready for Run sale not far away November 22 and 23 so how's the interest been there Jess ahead of the, the sales
8: it's been super. As uh, you can imagine, Hong Kong uh, have made sure they got a nice and early. Uh, they're all booked and ready to come. Australia's a, uh, Australians are, are booking as well and I sort of have a little hand in that. I love to know who's coming, as you can imagine. Yes. Um, and they're booking and coming and, and I just, just, by all means, make sure you're down here. Um, there are some really good, really good horses by our size that are absolutely on fire at the moment, up into Australia. Um, and this is the sale. You can get good value and great you know, solid Kiwi horses um, who do the job for you time and again. So, yeah, just anyone can give me a call and I can get them sorted to come and join us for the sale.
0: I think it'd be very popular, especially when you run through the names like Mr. Brightside, Lucky S, Antino, Golden 60, just to name a few. Um, Yeah, it's been the sale for champions. You're a champion, Jess. Enjoy your weekend and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks,
6: Gareth.